Hey, this is Shamina. This is a Two Quick Things podcast. Welcome back. I'm going to spin a little bit off of the episode that I did last week, um, specifically topic number two in censoring myself. And that was really, if you didn't listen, that's fine. Go back and listen or I'll give you the re- quick recap. Um, it was about, it kind of revolved around this quote from Viola Davis where you said, it said, you can't be hesitant about who you are. And thinking about how much I censor myself on my own damn show and not using my voice um, and that being transposed, I guess, into a way of protecting white people and whiteness. So this happens to me often. So I'll I'll give you a quick scenario. And if you are um, a black person, you've probably had this happen to you. And this, at this point in the podcast, I'm less than a minute in, this is not the point to be like, oh, well, I'm white and this happened to me too. That's not what this is. But there are times when I am in, like literally I'm in the store, I'm in like maybe my work clothes, which is sometimes jeans, sometimes khakis, sometimes slacks, and like a button up or a sweater or something along those lines. And it will be in a store that is, that clearly has a uniform to it. So a, for example, Target. Target has a uniform. It is khakis on the bottom and some sort of a red top. And I will be in there and it's usually a white person, to be honest, um, every time it has been a white person. And they will be like, oh, where can I find this? Or where is this? Where is this at? And I'm thinking, you know damn well that I don't have a uniform on. Which means, you know, I don't work here. You don't see a name tag. I'm in here with a cart with a variety of things in it. Why are you asking me this? Um, so if you felt that in that moment just now, like I've had that happen and I know I didn't look like I worked there and there's no shade to working with Target. At some point I would like to work with Target, but on a corporate level, but anywho, that's neither here nor there. But it's the, you're not even seeing me as who I am and showing up and you're just overlaying this label on me. And I'm thinking... You see me, if you took, stop being lazy and take the two to three extra seconds to recognize that I have a cart and maybe I'm on the phone, sometimes talking mess, sometimes not. Um, and then you want to interrupt me. You want to interrupt what I'm doing and then ask me where something is as though I'm at your beck and call. You see me. So I'm going to talk a little bit about like the fact that um, in this world, as black women, as black men, I can only speak for black women because that's how I, I I'm not even speaking for all black women. I'm going to speak for me. Um, I'm off, I feel like I have often been unseen in this world until it comes to a point where I am needed for something or there's some sort of labor that I need to perform for someone else or, or if I need to say something in a very like in my own way of saying it, that will land and be delivered. And sometimes it, I found myself being the messenger for messages um, because sometimes I take on what other people say. Like if they have feedback, I'm like, uh, it is what it is. Like I, this is just the fact and this is how we're moving um, that sometimes other people don't want to take on. Um, as black women and even as non-black women of color, um, it's important for people to remember that we are here and that we are visible and we are not just here to be laborers, not just here to do the things that you can't do or don't want to do. Or I remember I was reading a story and I can't think of, of where I read the story at. It was like some online. I don't know if it was real or not, but there was a, a woman who was saying that her CEO only hired um black women to do that because that CEO, who I believe was a white male, knew that black, those black women would not let that company or organization fail because we don't let things fail. If we are invested in something and we're moving towards it, it will succeed. Like that's point blank period. It will. Um, 
with because we will put in the effort because we will put in the energy and I I felt a way about hearing that particular story again I don't know if it was real or fake but it, it was enough to make me stop and think um that black women and our womanhood we save the world um and if you don't like hearing that on this podcast you can stop it now I've already got your listen whatever um but if this resonates with you please let me know we save the world oftentimes to the detriment of ourselves which is the unfortunate piece and I think that's where a lot I see uh, as I think about my own, like how do I engage in self-care and wellness and other black women who are engaging with that is because we are so um, used to carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. And so we have to intentionally bring in pieces and elements and remind ourselves and surround ourselves with conversations around wellness, self-care, um, finding therapists that can help us kind of digest those things when we have, we've gone too far and not taking care of ourselves. Um, and I think a lot of that is also not being seen as human. We're seen sometimes as superhuman, as though we don't need time off, as though we don't have the space to be upset or angry because there's the angry black woman trope that comes along with that. Um, and so I've just been thinking a lot about that lately of, um, not being seen on occasion. And sometimes that means not being heard. And then I have to remember in those times where um, I want to get loud or I want to go off and I want to snap because um, I can easily do that. And I, I very rarely do that. Um, I very rarely get loud. Um, I'm not generally a loud person, but I can go there if, if I'm called to, if you will. Um, but I, I stop and think like, my ancestors have worked too hard for me to not be seen or to be seen in this way. And that's kind of how I view that. Um, and there is a magic to showing up as myself. And I have to, unfortunately, make sure that I am seen in those spaces. Um, and sometimes that's I have to be louder so that you can see me or I have to be visibly loud. So um not necessarily in presentation or clothes or anything like that, but I have to demonstrate to you that I am here and I am to be valued and I am to be appreciated. And it, the, the part, the shadow side of that is sometimes as black women, what I've experienced for myself and some of my friends is that we have to get to a point where we are, um, we get so fed up that we have to like threaten to leave or threaten to do something in order for people to see and evaluate, uh, value and appreciate us and the things that we bring to the table, because oftentimes it's the flip side. People are like, oh my gosh, you're going to leave. I've been undervaluing you this whole time. Here's more prestige. Here's a bigger title. Here's money. But only because we have threatened real or perceived threatened, like whether or not we're going to do it is a different story. But I have to go out there and be like, I'm looking or I'm, I'm trying to find another job because I'm not feeling valued here for someone to see us. And I believe that probably happens in relationships too. I haven't thankfully experienced that, but um, I have enough friends over the course of my life to know that sometimes you got to threaten to go before somebody starts acting right in your life. Um, and that's, that goes with friendships as well. Sometimes you have to like pull back or like you can say high key ghost, low key ghost, ghost if you want to, for people to see the value that you have brought into the table. And then they start to act right. And really, it shouldn't even take all that. Like, treat people well. Um, I was talking to wife the other day about 
Um, kudos to her. She's gotten a new role professionally. And like these people around um, her workplace are starting to come out of the woodworks and invite her to lunch and be nice and be fake, really, because they didn't notice um, those things before. And I've certainly been in that position. So I'll bring it back around to me because she's not on the podcast this episode to talk about that. But really, it's like now that I have this elevated title or I have access to this information or to this person, now you want to see me. I have been here the whole time. I have been here 10 years and you're just now seeing me because of this. And it comes off fake. Um, It reads as fake. It comes off fake because it is fake because you're only using the person because you didn't appreciate them then. And you're only now, quote unquote, seeing them because they have this accolade. They have access. They have the ear of like the person, the head boss, if you will, who's making the decisions and can chime in. And you think I'm going to be your messenger in order to do that. No, what I'm going to do is take your free lunch, take your free coffee, get some information, get some intel, do a lot of listening. And then that's that's about it. That's what it's going to be, because this is how you show me that you value me only when I can possibly do something for you. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that that's a whole thing in itself. So that that's a little bit of what's been on my spirit lately about being seen um, and not having to. Uh, be threatening to someone, um, threat, like little T threat, uh, to be seen and to be heard and to be valued either compensation wise or to be, um, valued in terms of title, prestige, access, um, invitation to decision-making, et cetera. And so some of that I got from this article from Madame Noir. Um, the title was On White Women, Their Refusal to Say Excuse Me and Other Shared Reminders of Black Womanhood. And this that article was specifically around like this challenge that went on on like Twitter. I don't know if that's a real a Twitter challenge. Um, a year or two ago when it was like, it was asking black people to see what are white people's responses when you don't move out of the way on the sidewalk. Uh, literally, like you don't move out of the way or you don't like if you're walking and there's a white person walking to you toward you, if they move or if they like will bump into you as if they don't see you, as if you are invisible. Um, and I remember doing that when I was um, I was more of in a running routine and I'm getting more back into a running routine and a training routine now. Um, but I remember doing that and how many people would or would not move. And don't get me wrong. I certainly hip checked a few people who decided that either they couldn't see me or we were about to have a standoff just to see the outcome of that. And it was pretty remarkable. But running the running community is a little bit different as I've experienced. So it didn't happen a lot. And people are generally like waving high or being like, hey, and especially if I see another black woman out there running, it's like, hey, sis. And if I have my black girls run headband on, they see that and they're like, OK, I see you. You see me. Watch out for each other, um, et cetera. So that's something that's been on my mind. I've been holding it in and I'm not quite sure why, but I pay for this podcast and nobody else. So there's that. Um, and I don't have to pay for the whole thing. If there's somebody else who wants to sponsor a small business or something along those lines, I'm certainly open and available for that. So, um, the other thing I want to briefly talk about was brave conversations. And I think we've all, many people have heard, um, people talk about like rough conversations or tough conversations. Um, but there's a wave of things probably for the last five, 10 years of brave conversations and figuring out how to show up and be uh, muster up your brave and strong to talk about a topic or something that is difficult to address. 
And I want to share a little bit about an example that I have recently where I needed to have um, a brave conversation with uh, someone that I work with and what I learned from that. I guess I'll start off with the thing that I learned. Um, I learned that no one's going to know my needs until I learn how to express them. I also learned that even if I'm nervous, I still need to say the things that are important to me so that I can make sure that I am being heard and I'm communicating. And if there's something that doesn't seem to be sticking with the other person to clarify and ensure that the other person hears the words, the literal words that I'm saying, and they can actualize that and tell, I can give tangible examples of how I've been impacted by a decision or a conversation or something along those lines. So those are a few of the things that I have learned. Um, and then of course there's the closed mouths don't get fed. So if I am over here frustrated. Um, and if I don't prioritize those conversations, then I'm not prioritizing myself <clears throat> in, in my work, in my life, um, et cetera. And through those conversations, I was understanding that I was holding other people's, other people accountable for expectations that I had never communicated or clarified. And that's in the grand scheme of things, I can ex think that people need to, you know, act like this or assume that people, you know, should just respond. They should just know I'm human. Um, that's not the case. I cannot overlay um, expectations that I've had for previous supervisors onto a new supervisor because it's not fair. Um, I can do that, but what happens is I'm going to be frustrated because I haven't communicated the things that I need. And sometimes that's tough. Um, the, uh, certainly in this conversation that I had recently, my voice was shaking. I was nervous. I was sweating going into it. I was sweat naturally anyway, um, or I glow, whatever you want to call it. But I was nervous um, because my thought is, which is really ridiculous. I was thinking, I'm going to go in here and say this and I'm about to get fired. Mind you, I have never been fired before in my life. I have never had so much as a discipline or anything below like uh, a four or five on evaluations. Thank God. Like I'm blessed in that way that I've, I've gotten feedback back and I've solicited it and I've made improvements, shown up, done good work. Um, but in my mind, I had gone through this rabbit hole of things because I was literally not communicating the things that I needed. And I also found myself procrastinating. I had put it on the agenda for us to discuss expectations and I let so many other things, uh, take priority over that. So it took like three weeks for the conversation. And that was me. It was, it had been on there. Um, then I had been asked by a person like, where do you want to start in this list of agenda items? And I always started somewhere else and I left no time. So I was sabotaging myself and I knew that. And then I would leave the conversation frustrated and I could only be frustrated with myself because I was asked, where do you want to start? I could have started with that, but I was nervous. I was afraid of what was going to be the outcome of that conversation. So I had to muster up. I had to, I had to really consider, like, what do I want to say in this conversation? How do I want to approach it? And for me, it was I need to have make sure that I have the tangible examples and how I felt impacted and what I need moving forward if I knew what I needed. Thankfully, I knew what I needed. Um, and it was just like I prayed before going into the conversation and I just led with honesty. I didn't bring my laptop. I didn't have my phone with me to, you know, possibly distract myself. But really, it was being honest and saying, this is, you know, what I'm feeling and what I've been experiencing. Help me understand, like, where I might not be seeing it. 
I am here opening the door to feedback as I do with in every conversation with the, with this individual or with these individuals. I want to make sure that I'm not missing critical feedback that maybe you're not comfortable given, giving. So I open the door if there's something that I am missing. So I want to really own my role in this if there's something for me to own. But let me like surrender and open up and um, see what comes of that conversation. It ended up being a fantastic conversation. I'm so glad that I finally had it and I was honest with myself and I was honest with the person and or people that I was talking to about what what I needed um, so I could stop being frustrated and walking around being like, they don't see me, nobody values me. You just, you know, nitpicking and micromanaging and X, Y, and Z. And really, I had a role in figuring out how to navigate that space. And I had to, I always say, like, we have to muster up the brave and strong and know that you may not say everything perfectly, whatever perfect means, but sometimes um, progress in progressing through a conversation is better than waiting and trying to make it perfect because it's not going to be perfect. So... I hope that inspires people who may be having um, in their mind, I need to have some brave conversations because our expectations are aligned or misaligned or I'm having difficulty um, communicating because I don't know exactly what to say. And initiating the conversation, being patient with yourself and figuring out where that's going to go. So I hope somebody's inspired to have that conversation. Maybe it's a friend, a partner, a family member, a colleague, something along those lines. You can have the conversation and it is okay. You are not going to get it 100% perfect and that's okay. Showing up for the conversation is a fantastic way to demonstrate to yourself and even to other people, but most importantly to yourself, that you are important and that you matter and that seeing yourself is important. Um, so there's that. So that's all I got for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find me on social media, Facebook and Instagram under two quick things. If you're listening to the podcast, you know where to find it. We're on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google podcasts, Spotify. I think I hit them all. Got any questions, slide in my DMs, rate and review on any of those or comment on any of those platforms. Love to read it. Um, I will see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.